Cruise Radio is brought to you by InsureMyTrip.com. Travel insurance done right from the people who know travel insurance. Find out more at InsureMyTrip.com. Broadcasting from the InsureMyTrip.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida, this is Cruise Radio. We always like getting your cruise reviews. If you have one you'd like to share, feel free to email us, comments at cruiseradio.net. Very happy to have listener Sonia Shiro from Houston, Texas on the line tonight. Hello, Sonia. Hey, thanks for having me. Welcome back. You actually did this same sailing, uh, it was about a year ago, wasn't it? Correct. Before we actually get on the ship itself, take us to uh, what made you want to return to Carnival Magic? Well, due to the seven-day cruise, of course, but we uh, actually had a few friends who've never been on a cruise ship before, so we thought this would be a great experience for them. First-time cruisers there. you got to love that. So you, were, you haven't been on the ship before. You were able to kind of be the, uh, the leader and give the, give the ship tours then. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Very cool. So you get uh, you live in Houston. You get down to Galveston, which is about what a three hour or so drive for you. No, actually, it's about forty five minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can tell I'm a Floridian <laughs> and have no idea about Texas. How close is uh, Dallas and Houston? Now that's your three hours. Okay, that's maybe what I was thinking of. So yeah, I was just there over the weekend. Um, uh, let's talk about embarkation. Then you drive forty five minutes. You get to the pier. So uh, how was embarkation at the port of Galveston? Actually, it was great. I will say that um, faster to the fun makes things a lot easier. It's actually worth the extra few bucks. We got in and out, no problem. In fact, I, in less than thirty minutes, we were already boarding the ship, and the cabins were ready, and we were already heading to our cabins. So you get on the ship, and I know you've been on Carnival Magic before. So what were your first impressions of this go around? The on sector wasn't as big. I guess what really helped, like I said, is we had a lot of newbies who had a lot of questions. They were so impressed, you know, with the entryway and the size. Was it their first time on a cruise ship at all? Their first time on a cruise ship at all. Wow. So they were probably like, what was the look on their face like? And their mouths were open. You know, you have to yeah. pop them closed. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's awesome. So you make your way uh, through the main atrium there and over to your stateroom. So first off, what kind of stateroom did you have this time, and what were your impressions? We we had an interior stateroom, mm-hmm. um, nice and clean as always, and it's it's pretty much the you know the same genre for every other ship that we've been on um, for an interior cabin. Um, it's a little more spacious, and um, this one actually has uh, a small fridge. That's always that good. Great. Yeah, to, to throw some ice or some, some brew in there or whatever you sneak on board, <laughs> I guess, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? So uh, one thing Carnival Cruise Lines is known for is their food, and Carnival Magic has quite a few food options. So what were your overall thoughts of the food? Well, a cost. The first thing we hit was the Red Frog Pub. Of course. For the coconut shrimp. That is our absolute favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, but the best of all to us actually is the steakhouse. It is worth the money. There is a difference between the steaks at the steakhouse and the steaks in the formal dining room. What kind of steak did you get there? We uh, got the cowboy steak. That's what I got. That's what I'm talking about. Like I love that thing. And it, it's cool because you order that, and it's like the size of your plate by the time they throw everything yeah. on it. Yeah, it's so flipping amazing. Uh, what about any other uh, – they have 
have Cuchita del Capitano on there. Did you get to try that out as well? We did get to try that out. We were really impressed. Um, we're not the biggest Italian food fans, but we had, so we said we'd give it a try, mm-hmm. and it was great. Yeah. Did you get the chicken parm or anything? Actually, uh, we got the spaghetti and meatballs. Okay. Uh, my sister actually got the, the grilled uh, salmon, and she said it was perfect. Sticking to tradition there with the spaghetti and meatballs, right? Yeah. Think <laughs> <laughs> about what we do. Yeah, it, it's really cheap. Isn't it still like 12 bucks for, per person? Yeah. Yeah, you can't beat that for the amount of food you get. Um, so what about like the dining in the main dining room? How was that for you? Um, some of the things we were a little disappointed in. <laughs> the lobsters were okay. You know, we were really feeling like we were last year, and it just wasn't up to the same snuff as it was last year not that it wasn't good it just wasn't there i think your silence said it all (laughs) (laughs) uh so let's move on from the main dining room then and go on to the uh lido deck marketplace how was that for you hopefully better yeah we did have fun there um believe it or not we actually enjoyed more of the seaside grills and the taste bar especially on, sea, on the sea days. One thing that Carnival is really known for these days since Funship 2.0 is their entertainment. So uh, what did you think of entertainment on Carnival Magic? We actually did attend a show of Illusion, mm-hmm. which we really did enjoy. Like I said, I'm not a really big show person, but we really enjoyed that. And we actually watched Frozen on the big screen underneath the stars. Were you singing along? Let it go. Let I it didn't go. have to. All the little girls out there sung it for us. Very cool. <laughs> now, one thing that really defines a cruise ship is how it uh, handles the crowds on sea days. So what was the sea days like on Carnival Magic? Was there plenty of room? Was there a lot of deck chair hogging? Uh, talk to us about that. To be honest with you, one thing that we have learned is on sea days, that main swimming pool and the swimming pool in the back it's crowded. There's, I mean, I don't care what Carnival does. It's crowded. But the side on the uh, deck five, there are hot tubs on each side. Folks forget about those. Yeah. So, and so that's what we hang out on sea days. Yeah, they're wide open then because no one actually gets in those things. They hang out over the side of the ship too, don't they? Correct. I haven't done that before. Is it is it weird being in there knowing you're like suspended in the middle of the air? <laughs> You probably don't Uh, want to either. (laughs) So what ports did you hit on this cruise? Actually, we hit, and they flipped our uh, ports. I guess it was too many ships uh, on the time we were leaving. We actually went to Cozumel, Grand Cayman, and Jamaica. You're a big Cozumel fan, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Was that your favorite on this one? Yes. Yeah, I love. I, I do love Grand Cayman, but we took it really, really relaxed when we uh, visited Grand Cayman. So, would you uh, just kind of walk around, or what'd you do there? Pretty much, we walked around, and actually, we enjoyed some of the coffee shops and tried to uh, enjoy some of the free Wi-Fi. You know, pretty much uh, got back on that tender boat before it became crazy. Yeah, you have to. That's almost a must. What about Jamaica? Jamaica is Jamaica. We uh, did run into a few problems. Um, We did actually have some fellow cruise members who um, had some incidences while on the island. Don't buy the weed there. Don't uh, (laughs) don't do any any nonsense. (laughs) 
speaking from experience. Um, very good. Well, uh, you get your. Uh, I'm talking about me, not you. Um, so you get back on Carnival Magic and you head back to the Port of Galveston. Do you have any been there, done that tips for any Carnival Magic or potential Carnival Magic cruisers? Well, one thing that I would say for Carnival Magic, especially on those two sea days, is try to stay in late. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't try to run and do everything because it's almost impossible and you'll ruin your vacation. And possibly stay off the Wi-Fi, stay off the gadgets. Just enjoy the the breeze and the ocean. And it sounds like you really, uh, I think a a tip for you, and I could be putting words in your mouth, but it seems like faster to the fun was really worth it. It it really is because when you're in Galveston and debarkation, I mean, we do self-assist luggage. We're out of there. I mean, we're on the road by the time most people are just now getting out of the cabins and, you know, (laughs) trying to get out there for breakfast. We're already heading back to Houston. Since you live so close to Galveston, uh, does somebody usually drop you off or do you find a parking lot there? Actually, there there is a uh, parking lot uh, that we use. It's got discount parking. Um, it's actually, you can still see the ship from the parking lot. They load you and your items up in a van and drive you right in front of the port. Very well. We've been talking with listener Sonia Shrove from Houston, Texas, just returning from her seven-night Western Caribbean sailing aboard Carnival Magic. Sonia, my dear, always a pleasure talking to you, and thanks so much for being on the show. Once again, thank you for having me. This is Cruise Radio. And now, Jim Grace, CEO of InsureMyTrip.com, breaks down the difference between cruise line travel insurance and third-party travel insurance. Beware of cruise lines or travel agents that offer you some sort of protection plan. Many of these tend to be fairly limited and are often based on a voucher system. I know I like to shop around for the best deal. I also like to get the best policy for my money. Third-party travel insurance is often much less expensive than cruise line insurance and includes way more benefits. Bottom line, I'd rather get my money back and not get some sort of voucher for future travel. Also, if the cruise line or travel agency goes bankrupt, the plan that you purchase from them won't cover you. Travel insurance from a third party is the only way to protect your trip investment should the cruise line or travel agency go out of business. For more information on this travel insurance topic and others, visit insuremytrip.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. You're listening to Cruise Radio, part of the iHeartRadio Talk Network. This segment brought to you by LuggageForward.com. To experience doorstep to stateroom luggage delivery, visit LuggageForward.com. Use promo code CRUISERADIO for 5% off your first booking. All right, welcome back. Let's answer some listener questions. You can always email us your questions at comments at CRUISERADIO.net or hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash CRUISERADIO. The first uh, couple of questions actually involve passports. So we have Jason Coleman from VacationEvangelist.com on the line. Jason, the first question is, how much does a passport actually cost? Oh, good question. Uh, I think a lot of people have sticker shock when they hear the cost of a passport, but they're actually very affordable when you really you know, think about it. So for adults, your first passport is going to cost you 135 bucks. 
that's the application fee and all of the processing charges, $135. The thing you have to remember is it's valid for 10 years. So the way that I look at it and the way that I explain it to my clients is it costs $13.50 per year. And I think that's darn cheap for all the travel that you'll get in over those 10 years uh, that it's valid. Now, the cost goes down a little bit for renewals. Those are 110 bucks, And again, they're still valid for 10 years. Um, these prices are the adult prices for individuals 16 years and older. For minors or those who are considered to be 15 years and younger, the cost is $105. And their passports are valid for five years. And with minors, there's no renewal price. It's the same $105 every five years. And the reason is, since their physical characteristics change so much as they grow, minors really have to get a passport or a new passport every five years. But still, if you look at it, it's 21 bucks a year, and it's a great thing for them to have. Um, one thing I didn't give you was prices for passport cards, because I think they're a waste of money and would never recommend anyone getting a passport card. They're not accepted form of international. Uh, they're, they're not an accepted form of international ID for travel, so they're really very limited in what you can use them for. So don't waste your time. Go for the full passport book. There's a couple of add-on charges for different services, uh, but the one that comes up the most is the $60 charge for expedited services. Uh, but let's talk about more of that more in our next question. Sounds good. Our next question is from Peter in Milwaukee. He says, what is the turnaround time on a passport? I'm going on a cruise in eight weeks and need to know if I should buy one or just use my birth certificate. Well, the standard turnaround time is four to six weeks, and that's from the time that they get your application. So I usually add on one to two weeks and, and really estimate about eight weeks is probably a safe bet. Now, I always recommend my clients give themselves a four-week cushion. So that puts you at about three months. So if you're traveling more than three months out, standard processing time should be enough for you to receive your passport or your denial letter, uh, depending on your specific <laughs> circumstance. If you're traveling within three months, you might want to consider the expedited option. That's the one we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. It'll cost you an extra $60 on top of um, this regular passport fees, but it should cut your wait time in half. They estimate three weeks door-to-door. -door. Um, they promise your application will be finished within eight business days from when it's received. So if you're traveling anywhere from 30 to 90 days from now, you should upgrade to the expedited option. Thank you, Jason. You can find Jason at vacationevangelist.com. Joining us for the next question is Sherry Laskin from cruisemaven.com. Hello, Sherry. Hey, Doug. Hi there. So our question is, what's the best transportation to get from Miami International Airport to Port Miami for eight people? We cruise in 18 days. Well, you know, I think most people would automatically head for the Carnival Cruise Line transfers. But as you and I both know, those can be pretty costly. Mm -hmm. And we're talking, what, eight people, Christy said? Yeah. Um, so that comes out to $32 per person round trip for a total of $256 to go from Miami Airport to the port and back again. So what other alternative options are there? You had mentioned something called Quick Shuttle. And just to clarify, the, the website is quick-shuttle.com. And that's $9 each way per person. So, you know, calculating that's $18 per person round trip. And for everybody to go, that's about $144. If they went with a private van through quick-shuttle.com, that's a flat $70 for seven to eight people, and round trip is only $140. So 
actually it's four dollars less to have a private van with eight people than for a shared van so so let's recap the numbers here then sherry if eight people were to take the carnival cruise line transfer from miami airport to port miami um it'd be 256 dollars round trip on carnival for a shared van it'd be 144 dollars round trip and then for a private van, you'd actually it'd be cheaper for you, $140 round trip. That is correct. It's $4 less for a private uh, van than it is for a shared van. Well, there you go. Sounds good. Well, uh, Sherry, thank you so much. And Christy, there's your answer if you want to find a link to the uh, company we were talking about. Uh, that's what, quick-shuttle.com, Sherry? It is, and if you don't put the dash in there, you end up somewhere else. All right, some crazy porn site, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Something like that, yeah. No, it doesn't go to a porn site. It just goes to another sort of transportation type (laughs) website. So always put the dash in there between the two words. Thank you, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. Always fun. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. If this is your first time listening, well, thank you so much for being here, my friend. We have a lot of back episodes for you to catch up on. Also, a brand new player on our homepage at cruiseradio.net. Easy to listen to the shows right there. A big thanks to Jason Coleman from vacationevangelist.com and Sherry Laskin from cruisemaven.com for taking the time to answer some listener questions. If you have a listener question, just email us comments at cruiseradio.net or hit us up on Facebook facebook.com slash cruise radio from the insuremytrip.com studios in jacksonville florida i'm doug parker and this is cruise radio cruise radio is produced weekly at the insuremytrip.com studios hear cruise radio on iHeartRadio, the stitcher radio network overseas radio network iTunes, or at cruiseradio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.